Like we was we like, was homeless. We was sleeping in the back of the car. <laughs> yes, that's her. I was like, no, no, no. Was in the back of the car. Times were hard. I was actually a financial aid officer. I'm like, this is not an episode of Good the, Times. The, the Tyler Perry story. Yeah. You, know, you got to have a good come up story. Uh, you know what I'm saying? People love the good But what story. I told her the other, what I said last <laughs> week, right? I was like, baby, our real story dope enough. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we there don't got to embellish or lie about nothing. Like, yeah. if we just had a real, it's dope. Yeah. That's you a know? fact. Real life is dope. Turn my mic up. For you. Take this. Yeah. Uh, on the road to the riches Life takes a toll like bridges Good friends become foes and snitches Better watch who knows in your business Alright, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam We are back with another amazing episode It's your man Ramel here And I am in the building with Triple Vision Logistics and KJ Dispatch What's wrong? what I do? Oh, okay, this is giving you a little disservice. All right, cool. So, like I said, here with Triple Vision Logistics, KJ Dispatch, Mr. Marcus, and Miss Angela Little. Hello, guys. How hello, are you? How hello, are you? hello. How you doing? Oh, man. Awesome, man. Awesome. You know, I'm happy to be here. Happy to, you know, uh, learn a little bit about your business today. Um, let's kind of get started just with a brief introduction of yourselves. Kind of, we're going to start ladies first. And then we'll go to you, Marcus. Um, just kind of tell us, you know, who you are, you know, what you do, and so forth and so on. Let's start there. My name is Angela Little. I've been in the trucking industry for over 10 years now. I started as a dispatcher, working for a small dispatching company, which was um, CLW Delivery. As I grew from being a dispatcher, I became a freight broker. I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as I grew to um, become the freight broker... I met my husband, which is Marcus Little, and we got together and we grew our fleet together. Okay, awesome. Marcus. Hi. How you doing? I'm Marcus Little. Um, I've been in the trucking industry for a little over 10 years. Um, I started a sheetrock company doing logistics, you know, working my butt off, and then I got my CDL, and um, I started doing a, when my wife was doing a freight broker, and I was like her freight broker agent. Okay. And I was out of the truck for a while and I did not like that. Like it pushed me back in the truck because we would find these great loads and people wouldn't do them. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting back in the truck, you know? Um, I really enjoy driving. It's like, um, it's like my peace of mind, you know? I like training. Not as much. I'm going to take that back. Okay. <laughs> I used to like training. Okay. Um, I've trained quite a few people in trucking, you know? Um, I mean, I, I mean that's pretty much describes me. I'm a, I'm a trucker's trucker. Truckers, trucker. Yeah. All right. So let, let's talk about the businesses. You guys have Triple Vision Logistics, which is what? That is our parent company. That is our baby. That's like our lifeline. Um, we actually started Triple Vision about four, what? Yeah, about four years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, when we got married, like it's really like our baby. Okay. <laughs> um, it was actually three of us when we started, and the third person actually came up with the name. Mm-hmm. And the company we, you know, and we end up forming a company, and I guess they didn't want to be a part of it, you know, and we kept going. Okay. Um, and then recently, last year, my wife started KJ Dispatch. Yes. Okay, got you. So, what does Triple Vision look like today? Just to kind of put everything in context, what's the business like? What's your niche? <clears throat> what do you guys do? Well, right now we're doing regional OTR work. Um, we got five trucks. We got like what, like four or five owners leased on to us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, business is good. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> business is good. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to be in the truck here because I have to, you know, be here to help run it. Right. Um, it's been very, very. It's been a very interesting year when it comes to trucking. Like as much as you think you know, you always want to learn more. So like as much as I thought I knew last year about trucking. I know more this year, you know, and then I really turned to the business aspect of it more, more to the, you know, the physical driving, more to the business aspect of running multiple trucks, you know, being in charge of people payroll, you know, back like you're office. dealing with people in yeah, the back office, you know, you're dealing with people livelihood here, you know, and the government is not making it any easy with this compliance and all of that, yeah. you know, that's why I have my wife, because I need her <laughs> stuff like that, you know, I'm like, ooh, you know, because... I mean, I've just recently started using log books myself, you know, so like, you know, because she makes sure that she keeps us in compliance, okay. like even me. Okay. She be on me and I be mad, you yeah. know, like, don't, you know, don't. She like, no, you're a driver. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right. Let's, let's go back a little bit. Let's start from the beginning. Where, where are you guys from? Originally, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, Okay, but I live here in Virginia Beach. Okay. Got you. Marcus. I'm from Norfolk. And, and here we don't say Norfolk with an O, we put an A on it. I'm from Norfolk, okay. Virginia. Okay. So I'm Norfolk, right from this area. Virginia. It's Norfolk. <laughs> That's how we say it. We country, we got country looks, look country time, you know, and right. it's Norfolk. So even though it looked like it's spelled, it's really spelled N A W, you can, you know. Norfolk. There you go. Got you. All right. So, so when you guys met, you said you were doing what, Angela? Actually, when we first met, I was um, a financial aid officer. Okay. Yep. I've, Shoot, I was there for five years. Yeah. I was a financial aid officer for five years. And Marcus was working at a sheetrock. No, no, actually I had left sheetrock. I was I was working at the roofing company then. At a roofing company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you so you guys met prior to actually working together with in, in trucking. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. got you. So when you reconnected in trucking, tell tell me about how that happened. Tell me that story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I like trucking, and I started to go find me a man, right? Okay. They had a CDL. <laughs> so I can make me some money together, so we can make money together. Okay. That's right. That's right. And um, I met this guy. It was like three of them, but then he passed the test. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> He's right. the one. And we got together, and we talked, and I remember asking him. I was like, have you ever thought about owning your own trucks, owning your own trucking business? Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I was like, well, we're going to make it happen. Actually, our dispatcher that works for us. Ah, she introduced us. She introduced us. Uh Okay. She was our mutual friend that we both knew. Okay. And uh, like 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 my wife said, she already was into trucking and stuff. You know. So at that time, what what were you what were you doing? What was your trucking job? So you you, Uh, when you met at that time. Basically, I started dispatching. Yeah. And then when I stopped, I started becoming the financial aid. And officer. you said you were dispatching for another company, yes, right? Yes, for another company. Okay. And what I would do was dispatch for other guys that would drive trucks. I would just be their dispatcher while and I was still a financial aid. On the officer. side. Yes, on the side. And you built a business, too. You built trucking business. Yes. And I was help set up other trucking companies. It's like I was doing a lot of side work. Okay. I was working with a lot of different other guys that was owning operators. I would dispatch loads for them. And yeah, it was okay. I was getting my little check. I got tired of that. Okay, got you. So you're working as a financial aid officer, but you're building like a dispatch company on the side of That's that, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And now, Marcus, at that time, um, I was are. working. I had just came off the road, mm-hmm. so I was working for a roofing company. Okay, for them. 
Driving for a roofing company. Yep. All right. Yep. And when I came back, um, her, I did. I, I so you're delivering like what shingles, yes. stuff like that. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. I was using the the um the boom remote because I have many skills when it comes to that. Okay. Construction field. I can operate anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, you, you, you know I can. I can yeah, operate yeah. anything. Okay. So um, what it was, you know, I I came back and our mutual friend was like, hey. No, I think I asked a mutual friend who she was like a year or two previously. You know? Okay. And I, so, because like you said, y'all had met before, yeah, yeah. or you knew of each other before. Yeah. But, yeah okay, there we go. Through social media. Sorry, All right. I see it's coming together now. I'm, I'm building the story. Let's go. Been a stalker. I see a picture of her. Right? You're like, who is that? She commented on my friend. You know, I was like, who is that? You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. She's like, oh, that's Angela. Because her maiden name is my first name. So her maiden name is Marcus. Angela Marcus. Okay. So I was like, oh, Angela Marcus. I said, okay. You know, so I'm like, dang, I wonder if she's related to Neiman. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, she might have some money. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty. So I was like, okay. So, you know, like a year later or whatever, you know, you know, life goes on. And um, our mutual friend was like, hey, you know, Angela, she asked about you. Yeah. That's about who me. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. I said, "Oh, okay." I said, "Well, you know, can I meet her?" You know, so we ended up meeting, and when we met, like our like our vision was so similar. Mm. You know, what I'm saying it was like it's like I can honestly say the first day we met, we haven't been apart since. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we wanted so much of the same things, right? And that was like a breath of fresh air because I became our I was coming out of a relationship where we wasn't on the same page. Gotcha. You know, and I was like, wow, you know, we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, and what my wife know how to do, she know how to push the right buttons in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's to a... To motivate you? It's a gift and a curse, okay. right? Because, <laughs> because like, okay, I've always been the type of guy where you be like, oh, Mark is a great guy. You know, Marcus do this and Marcus do that, you know? And when I met my wife, she was like, you are a good guy. She was like, but you can be a great guy. Mm. I was like, you know, first, you know, you look pro- <laughs> talking to like that. You know, she was like, you can be a great guy. Right. And I was like, wow. And like, you know, the thing she poured into me is never, nobody's ever done that before. Gotcha. So that's why I was like, okay. So she poured into me so then I can pour back into her. Gotcha. You know, that's why like our business always tell our, our business blessed by God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the relationship, the friendship we built. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just established it was us against the world. Like, we ain't had nobody else. It's yeah. just us. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So we like, yo, let's just do what we got to do. Got you. You know, and she's a hustler. Like, my wife, she has Ooh, that hustle in her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she has that hustle in her. And I ain't never seen that with, like, a woman. You know what I'm saying? She has the hustle and she has the pure heart. Right. And I was like, wow. I said, yo, she about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, 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 she was about it. Gotcha. And I, and I enjoyed it. I was, I said, okay, I'm yours. <laughs> like, 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 I'm yours. I'm yours. No doubt. So, so you, uh, Angela, you had aspirations of actually building a trucking company because it makes sense. You've been, you've been in it, right? You're, yes. you're dispatching mm-hmm. for other companies. Yeah, you're helping other people start their companies, help them form their companies, and you're probably seeing them go off and be successful. And you're mm-hmm. like, man. There's another level to this, right? I'm helping them start it, but I can do the same thing. I was like, okay, okay, God, I know this ain't what you want me to do forever. Right. Just to keep watching other people's checks. Right, right. <laughs> I said, let me go get my own money. Okay. So 
So I made sure I set myself, my children, my husband up so that we could get our own money. Mm -hmm. No doubt. All right, cool. So y'all come together and then y'all say, listen, we're going to do our own thing. Talk to me about that. Well, talk to me about the steps to, to, <laughs> to get that business started. Oh. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Cool. You, you, start, you start, you start going back. I yeah. Can start off. I remember. <laughs> and, for, and, and what? And what year is this now? Let's let's Man, date. This let's is date. 2016. 2016. Let's go all the way back. No, that's 2015. 2015. 2015. Mm -hmm. Marcus um had finally decided to go off and work for a major trucking company. Yeah. Okay. I was so excited. Okay. You know, I'm like, this is my man. <laughs> my own check. Yeah. He was working for JB Hunt. JB Hunt. He was gone for three weeks. I had this card on the internet where I was putting all our Christmas gifts in. I just waiting for the check so I could pay for it. <laughs> and it was like $500 hit the account. I didn't know what the hell that was. I didn't know if it was a child support payment. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is this? And he was like, this is my paycheck. <laughs> I was like, want to come home. Wow. I was like, I'm going to stay on the road. Wow. I was like, well, maybe they owe you some money or something. I was calling them people because yeah. I don't know where, where's my man money at. She called them. And um, they was like, that's all he got. I was like, ooh, quit. Leave him. Yep. Go somewhere else. And then that's when um, we actually got our first truck the beginning of 2016. 2016. So, so what what happened with that? Why was why was that to pay? You you didn't know what you were getting paid. Tell, tell was, me about that. What happened? Um, Whew. I mean, I don't know if, if, if I talk about these major companies, is that going to affect you? No, you good. Okay. Yeah. These major companies, right, what they do is they pay the guys pennies on the dollar. So, even though you out there, right, you still ain't making no money. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the whole basis of, of our company. That's why we don't pay, you know, per, per mile, we pay percentage. Because I don't want you thinking that you got to drive all over the country to make money. No, you can drive 20 feet if you pay 20000 you know? So this company, what it was when I first started working there, they, they gave me the sign-on bonus. Okay. So it made my check look decent, number. <laughs> so for like Thanksgiving, it was getting a little shaky, you know? And I was like, well, I'm going to work Thanksgiving and I'm going to work Christmas. And I remember Christmas Eve, I'm in Houston, right? Because I want to go to Joe Osteen's church. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> to be there. <laughs> yeah, I just had to be there. And um, so I'm in a sushi restaurant eating. So, you know, like, you know, when your check hit, I see it first. Right. I said, oh, my God, what is this? Because now they're not giving me the sign bonus no more. <laughs> so that's like a regular check. You right. know what I'm saying? I was like, I said, what am I doing wrong? Like, what, you know, like, I thought it was me for a while. Right. Because you know how you do the math. You're like, damn, man, should my check be like twelve hundred dollars or something? Were you by yourself or your team driving? I was, I, I was by myself. Okay, you gotcha. know, and I was like, wow, and like, I was like, baby, I said, this is my check, <laughs> you know. She was like, what? She was like, you know, we had a Christmas this and that. I'm like, yeah. So fortunately, the beginning of that next year, I actually got an opportunity to get a truck. Okay. First time I ever been a truck owner. Yeah. We was not ready for it. What was that opportunity? Tell me about that. Uh, it was this company called Bay and Bay. Bay right? and Bay? Bay and Bay. Okay. Out of Minnesota. Coldest place I've been to in my life. Gotcha. Like, it was, <laughs> you couldn't go outside smoke a cigarette because when you suck in, it's going to freeze your breath. Like, it, gotcha. was, it was horrible. And you're, you're, you're still there. with JB Hunt at this time, right? Nah, I know. You left, so you, oh, I'm you're not leave. working, but you find yourself. Okay, got you. I'm quitting leave. So was so was it right after that five hundred dollar check that you yes. quit? Okay, gotcha. Yes, like, I was gone. Like <laughs> when the boss lady say come back, yeah, yeah, that it was worth it. it. 
I put myself in a bag and I'm home. That's all you need to hear. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I said, well, look, these people actually reached out to me. Because, you know, you, you know, you put your name on the internet and they reached yeah. out. So, you know, I go there or whatever. So, me and my wife discovered a long time ago that lease purchase is not so much about you owning a truck. Mm-hmm. What you do is you take the money that you're making because you're going to get pre-tax money. If you're smart, you take that money and buy your own truck. So you don't make sure that it's a walkaway lease. Do it for six months, eight months, one year. You know, whatever your plan is. So we already had it in our mind like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to build our money up. Because, you know, it's easy to save $3,000 a week than it is $500 a week. Right. But we were not prepared for the type of money that I was making, you know. So, you know, we did what most people did. We was like, oh, we, we splurged. Okay. What kind of money were you making? At that time. Let's just say one month, my wife spent $14,000. Why would you do that? <laughs> she spent it. Why would you do she that? She said, why would you do that? I was like, I said, baby, um, what? Because I, I think I got the keys locked in the truck. I was in uh, Tennessee and Nashville and I had locked my keys in the truck. I'm on the phone talking to her and all that. She's like, yeah, baby, you might have to send me some money. So I ain't paying attention. I'm like, all right, baby. So I'm like, dang, I locked the keys in the truck. I said, let me uh, try to swipe the car to pay for it. <laughs> what, to get a locksmith? To yeah. Okay, yeah. got you. They was like, yeah, so your car not working. I said, it was just like 15 <laughs> I said, baby, she was like, I told you that you had to send me a little bit of money. I got you some nice stuff when you come home, though. I was like, oh, my God. I said, baby, I got to get the truck. You know, it was, it was funny, though. Oh, but, I mean, I spent the money. <laughs> All the money. That was money we used to buy the truck with. So, so you're making a lot more money now, obviously, <laughs> and Angela's spending it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so this is a lease purchase. So, how did you know, number one, that that was what you should do? Because a lot of people go into lease purchases and they think the end goal is to eventually own the truck, you right? Never own the so, truck. how did you know that? And and you know, talk about that strategy. I listen to the horror stories, right? So, um, I don't know if it's ability or what. I, it's just when people tell me things, I just listen, right? Because I'm like a great listener. And um, if you tell me like the worst thing, it might not be the worst to me. So, you know, people are like, yeah, man, you know, I I worked for this company for three months. I was only making $1,500 a week. And I'm like, what well, the I can work with $1,500 for three, four weeks. Because one thing my wife always preached was consistency. It ain't about what you're making. It's a consistency. You know, well, no, scratch that. Because you got to make a certain amount for it, you know. Right. But it's about the consistency of it, you know. Right. That's the biggest thing in trucking, period. Right. Consistency. If you don't have that, you're, 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 you're not going to win. You know, you're going to fail. And um, so after we went through that episode, you know, my wife, I, I, I can honestly say, and this was over five years ago, she has not been that financially irresponsible since. Mm. I'm the financially irresponsible. <laughs> you can look and take. <laughs> take this at turn. You know, like like she has that ever since. You know what I'm saying? And her biggest thing is not being broke. Because on that night we was broke, mm. and we didn't understand why. Right. So right. now, even now, just yesterday, I had to tell her, "Baby, we not broke." You know what I'm saying? Because she still has that mindset, like. Mm. We saving it. We have to build, you know. And um, I think it's just all about your mindset. Like you gotta know who you're dealing with. You know, you read them contracts. You see what they got. 
But remember when the truck broke down because you yeah, that was six months paying into the escrow account. Yeah, and they didn't give you the money back. Yeah, to I fix remember the that truck. too. Yeah, so remember. this was with Bay and Bay. Yep, same truck. So what happened? I only got six months out of it, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> so the truck broke down in Atlanta. Like I was actually. I forgot how I got it to the shop in Atlanta, but uh, I broke down in Atlanta. It was on um, when it was just changing the depth systems in the truck. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was a big issue in the freight liners. And uh, we get there. So they were like, yeah, we'll put you in a hotel. I was like, okay. So I think it was like a day or two. The people told me they didn't know how long it would take them to fix it. And they didn't even really know how to fix it. Right. I was like, man, she was like, come on home. <laughs> so I jumped on the plane. I'm home. I'm like, I'm home. We got to do something It's else. a consistent theme here. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't work out. Come on. When let's Angela go. tells me let's to start, come let's, let's start this over again. Let's reset. Anybody that knows me, if when my wife say come home or do this, I'm going to do it. Right. Because she, you know, she even used that to her advantage to get me to do stuff. Yeah. All she got to say is she going to do it. What you gonna do? What? No, I got, it, I got it. Or she gonna get somebody else to do it? <laughs> nah, I ain't, ain't doing that. No but, doubt, uh, ain't doing that. No doubt. And you know, and then like you know, I came back home and I think I did port work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Started okay. Doing the port work. I did port work. So you were, you were able to get released out of that situation? Always pick a walk away lease. Okay. Always a walk away mm-hmm. lease. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? But they actually ended up calling me like a month later and was like, "Hey, your truck fits." <laughs> I remember. You know what they called? I was like, "Man, I don't want that truck no more." <laughs> like, y'all can keep it. You you know? Yeah, and then when I did the port work, we realized that one where it was said. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got you. Tell me, tell me about that. So you said, you um, we was doing port work. I was, I was working for the different companies, just trying to find my right niche. Okay. You know, you're pulling containers. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you know, like he was a com- still a company driver. Yeah, you know, well, I was working for owner operators. Okay, you know, and um, that just wasn't for me. You know, like it just the trucks were breaking down. Their trucks. They usually older down. trucks. Every yeah. week, older trucks. Like every week, I could never get the consistency that we're talking about. And you know, I have a, I have a patient wife, but she's still a woman. A, a woman still want that security. She still wants to know that you, you know, you're handling the stuff. So when you're dealing with other people that's out of your control, you know, you don't have it. And that's what my wife said. Guess what? We about to have control. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about, baby? You know, she was like, we about to have our own trucking business. We got our own authority. We're going to do everything ourselves. I'm thinking like, what, she got a check from somewhere? <laughs> I'm like, where did she get this money from? Right, right, right. I'm like, how do you know that? She was like, no, it's it's the plan. I said, I'm going to fall back then. You okay. Just, you, you just tell me what to do. Okay. She started coming up with some plans. That's how we became a freight broker. She was a freight broker. So, so, I was a freight broker agent for her. Okay, so let, let's talk about that. So the plan, how do we transition into you? You kind of get into the story. Mm-hmm. So you guys started out as freight brokers? Yes. yes. Yep. Okay, tell me about that transition. Tell me about becoming freight brokers. Um, we took a class, like yeah. a little course off the internet. Okay. I, I don't remember the name of the company, no, but we paid someone. So we took the class or whatever. And then she said, I let my husband take the test. He passed it. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know the next step was that we had to pay to be bonded. Yeah. So I was like, okay, my credit wasn't too good. So it was like, what, $6,000? We took our last $6,000. I was like, shit. To get bonded. (laughs) To get bonded. I was like, I hope we can make this money back because they were selling it. You know, be a freight broker. You're going to make this amount of money. You make more money Uh than the um, driver. You make more money Mm -hmm. if you're the broker. If you don't own a truck. 
Remember their favorite line was truckers make six figures, but freight brothers is millionaires. Yes, that's that was the line that they was using. That was the tagline. Yeah, I was know. sold. Okay, yeah. I was sold. Yeah, but they didn't tell you that that they were billionaires, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> people selling the course. But yeah, good. That was, was a lot of work. I didn't like that. Um, we had to go out to different shippers, um, mm-hmm. get the contracts. But the thing that I learned was, I'm one of the type of people. I'm big on cutting the middleman out. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. I was like, okay, I'm the broker. Now I'm going to get this work. But who trucks? I'm not going to get the work too. So I was like, now I have to go out and meet people all over again. Right. So we tried that. That was a struggle. <laughs> that was definitely a struggle. People what was the name of that company? Actually, that, did we put that up under triple? That was, that was when we was triple vision trucking. Yeah, okay. triple vision trucking. Okay. Yeah. We put it up under triple vision trucking. Okay. And I remember when I got the job, I got the contract. I was giving it to random people on the internet. I didn't know these men. You know, they were, they were, what's crazy is that You're I was like, um, were we on low boards? Who was yes. posted? We okay. were posted on the low boards. Okay. Marcus was the agent. We would put everything up there. And I would meet random people thinking that they wanted to get the word. They didn't even want to get the word. They wanted to talk. They just wanted to talk to me over the phone. <laughs> I was like, they wanted to holler. That's why I was like, this is getting weird about a minute. I want my damn $6,000 back. So eventually, I. <laughs> That was boring to me. Remember, I I wanted my money back. Okay. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was still working as a financial aid officer. I ended up getting fired. Okay. Yeah. That's when Um, things changed. I got fired. It was not a good situation. But when I got fired, I was able to walk away with a check. Okay. It was a check, like $7,000. It was, yeah. It was like $7,000. So I took the $7,000 and I used to watch DeMarco all the time. And I just listened to him. Like, he's awesome. And I would just listen to him. And I'm like, Dad, this man makes a lot of sense. So I would tell my husband, you need to start following him, okay? You need to start listening to him. <laughs> because he is making, he makes sense. Not everybody makes sense. He right. made sense. So we went and got our first Penske truck. Okay. We went to and, like, she used to, um, you know, as a man, you know, your wife telling you the type of things. You're like, man, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. But it just come a point where you realize, like, your way not working for real. You right. know, because my way was work hard, buy a truck, work hard, buy another, work hard, buy another. You know, and she was like, well, no, we can do this and that. And I'm like, hmm. And like you said, honestly, like listening to DeMarco on your podcast, mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah. And then I watched it again. I said, let's do it. That shit makes sense. Mm. You know, and, and like for real, that's, that's my motto. Don't own nothing but property. You know what I'm saying? Everything else at least, you know. So I was like, okay. And when my wife got fired, um, I was actually working for CRST. I was training. Uh-huh. Okay. And she was like, let's uh, get the Penske truck. I was like, all right, let's go for it. Okay. You know, and we leased we, it on. We, we leased it on to somebody. <laughs> we got some hard beliefs. Oh, us. gosh. So again, I met this other guy on the internet. You know, weirdo too. You know, I just want the money. You know what I'm saying? That's all. I just want the money. But um, we leased our truck on to his company. Again, I didn't really know a whole lot about holding your own authority or anything like that. Right. So this is our first truck, right? Yes. First truck, Penske truck. truck. Yeah. Gotcha. The money was coming in. I was like, damn. I was like, okay, husband, we're really making money. Are you driving? Yeah. Tr- okay, yeah. you're driving a truck. Okay, he was cool. driving the truck. Um, so the guy was charging us what twenty percent authority yeah, fee. I think it was like fifteen or twenty percent. It was like twenty percent. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. So we're making money. He started playing with my money. Mm. He didn't want to pay me at that moment. I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. he's playing with my damn money. 
So you know, the people play with his money, so then he want to play with our money. Yes, gotcha. someone was come to find out he was. Le- it was just a triangle. Gotcha. So what we and I did- found that out. Remember how I found it out? I was on doing a load up on his authority, and I was in on. I was somewhere in Atlanta, and it was a refrigerator load. So a lot of times when you get unloaded with refrigerator loads, it's a lumper. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not paying no lump. You know, that's what the broker paid. Right, right, right. Man, I called that broker. <laughs> they said, who is you? It's <laughs> like <laughs> so the person that's delivering. I work for so-and-so. Who is they? It was just... It was like, literally like three, four companies. Mm-hmm. And I was getting the last little bit of it. Oh, wow. I said, oh, yeah, we definitely getting screwed. Wow. I told my, I want, I had pulled up seven thousand damn dollars. Okay, again, my six thousand gone, now my seven thousand gone. <laughs> I said, I told my husband, I said, we're gonna get in the truck and we're gonna drive she hopped in the truck. to this company. She hopped in the truck. We drove all the way to Boston and said, "We're gonna get my damn money back." <laughs> oh wow! And I went in there and I got my money back because I told the man, "I'm gonna report you as double brokering. Yeah. I'm gonna destroy your whole company name because you're taking our money." Mm-hmm. So at that point, he was like, hey, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to release you, lady. I don't want any problems with you. Yeah. We got our money. He tried to blame it on the guy we was leased to. Uh-huh. He was like, nah, nah, that's the guy you're leased to. He's doing that. And I was like, y'all don't know who y'all dealing with. I said, my wife's a master negotiator now. Mm. And by the time we got up there, they had a check for us. Yeah. Okay. We took the money and um, we just rolled around. We spent 30 days. Was it 30 days? Yeah, about 30 days. 30 30 days in the truck with your wife is very, very interesting. (laughs) Okay. Because um, I I had a bad time. You know, I was on the road. Right. I had a bad time. Right. You know, shippers don't have bad times. You know, receivers don't have bad times. Nine o'clock. But Marcus had to be at time. Right. Nine o'clock, I had to be in bed. Uh I was like, baby, how the hell am I supposed to do that? She was like, when I go to sleep, you go to sleep. I don't like sitting in the back of the truck. Yeah, she don't like the truck moving. She can't. She can't sleep, and she don't like, you know, we got to be in a nice area when we park, you mm-hmm. know, because I park on the side of the road, right. the rest area. She's like, I'm a woman. We can't do that. Right, right, right. Like, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, okay, all right. You know, yeah. like, like, this is too much. So, so y'all, you said you were around for thirty days. What are you? What are you doing? What are you? What are you we home? were. Are you, um, who are you working? We were for still leased on up under the guy. He let us continue to stay. Okay, with so you stayed so with him. Yeah, so he, he gave did. he gave you your money back, uh-huh. and you stayed yeah. with him for thirty yes. more days. Okay. Because for that situation, it won't necessarily the guy we leased on to fault. Right. Uh-huh. It was the people that we was getting to work from. Okay. So with that situation, you know, like it won't really his fault, so we couldn't really go out on. But he ended up, you know, doing things later. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. But at that particular time, that really wasn't his fault. That was like the brokers that that, mm-hmm. that he was dealing with. Okay, you know they were double, tri- they was actually like triple brokers. It was a mess. Gotcha. Like, it was hard. They was doing some wild stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. So so after that thirty days, what's what's the next step? What happens after? That's that? when we got the next truck. Next truck. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So and this is another no, no, this is another no, lease. Or? No, no. I'm sorry. Uh-uh, we we left the guy. Story. We left the guy. <laughs> and my wife helped another guy set up Pinsky. Because he wanted to get with Pensky. Okay. And one of the stipulations was, you got to let us lease on to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I let y'all lease on for like 5%. <laughs> so at this point, you guys don't have your own authority nope. still, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And you're, you're leasing on, but you said, you, I'll help you connect with Pensky, mm-hmm. but we want to lease on to you. That's mm-hmm. correct. That was the 
That was that the deal. Because she's a connector. Yeah. That was the deal, okay? Because right. <laughs> you had to plug at Penske. Yes. She's a okay. great connector. And I was able to, we had our Penske truck, and this guy, I like what really is, grew this. What are you, like five, six? Yeah. It was like all together, it was like six Penske yeah. trucks, seven, okay. including the yeah. one that we had. Okay. Everything was good. I mean, like, we were all making money. Everything was good. We, was, we had made enough money to go out and get our own truck. The egos. I don't have no ego. It was the ego. Other than, I mean, like, honestly, that's why I'm able to work with so many different people because I'm just about the money, dog. You can be the leader. Right. You can be the leader. You can be the king. You can be the emperor. You can be the top dog. You can wear the Burger King crime hat. You can have whatever you want. You, like, you got it. Right. Okay? Do you want it me to sit beside you? Do you want me to sit behind you? It don't matter. Right. As long as I'm making my money, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. But the other guys, they don't like when they see you mm-hmm. making more than them. Our two trucks were bringing in <laughs> more money than his truck. Okay. So All the trucks that he had. Why, why, why was that? Because my guys were rolling. Um, my husband and I had another driver, which the driver is still with me. Okay. They were rolling. And I was dispatcher. He had a dispatcher for his trucks, but I he dispatched our mm-hmm. trucks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I'm running us, you know, how you supposed to be running. And he was like, wow, I got to cut y'all a check for 20000 every week? Yeah. yeah. Give me mine. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Give me mine, player. Like, I'm going. Everything I'm supposed to be doing, right? You what know? are you over the road? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are you? What type of freight you guys doing? Like general freight or general drive in? Drive in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. All right. So you and then he wanted my wife too. See, <laughs> this is story, right? Like seriously, like honestly, honestly, though, like real talk. Oh, every guy, right? Hilarious. See, people think oh, money make you a man, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But you're a man regardless. So all these men, because you know, my wife, she's in the industry. She's been around men that had way more than I have. And they think that's going to impress her. You know? So what hurts their feelings is, after a while, they realize, oh, she don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, she don't like me like that. Right. You know, because she wants to be, you know, like, she's going to be equal with you or she's going to be above you. Like, because eventually my wife is going to come up on, on top. Right. You know, and it's like these guys, you know, they think, oh, oh, I got this, I got that. You know, I can do this, I can do that. <laughs> and I'll be the background. Yeah. I'll be like, go ahead, baby. You know, and they be like, oh, oh, your husband cool with you talking to me. I'm like, hey, y'all talking about a truck yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, so you think it's more because that's what your mind at. Right. But you don't know why you talking to her. I I'm pushing this contract to you, making you sign stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even realize it, you right. know? I'm like, y'all, hey, y'all better get it together. Y'all, you know, like, and that's how, that's how it always ends with, like, business relationship with, especially with these two people with the leasing on to them, you yeah. know? Yeah. They really thought, like, because we leased on, like. They do hold the power. Like, yeah. I might be to get his wife. That's interesting. Like, no, yeah, that. But they're weirdos. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I say they're weird. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hmm, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. If that's what y'all think. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming this relationship doesn't last. No. No. So this I, one was even weirder. Because <laughs> <laughs> this time, remember, we had the Pinsky trucks and we leased it on to him. Mm-hmm. Two at a time, right? Took, okay. He took both trucks. He took our trucks from us. Mm-hmm. He took your truck. Because it was were... it was his authority. Yeah. Okay. The trust was up under his authority, even though it was our trust. Even though we had a trust before we bought them. Well, we was making money, but you know, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
So he 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 took the trucks and what what you guys do? We had made money, so we went out and bought our first truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We still had trucks. Okay. You know. So we went out and we bought our first truck. We got our own authority because I was like, you know, I can't do this shit again. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do this again. And ever since then, You're we right. took that seven thousand dollars and we actually turned that seven thousand dollars into a million dollar trucking company this year. Wow, dope, dope. All right, well, let, let's let's talk about that process. I'm sure people want to hear how you guys did that. All right, so $7,000, no more partners. You guys go in all in on your own, bet, bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Talk, talk about that process. How'd you get set up? How'd you get started? Get, in, get into that. You want to talk about it? Okay, I'll, I'll talk about it. So, you know, the hardest, well, the most important, excuse me, most expensive part of getting your authority is cost your insurance. Mm -hmm. Right. So what we did was, because our credit won't that great, you know, totally um, we actually added my mother-in-law mm -hmm. to the business, mm. made her a partner, you know, and we used her credit. Okay. To get our, um, to get like, I mean, honestly, we've used her to get trucks and even to get our insurance, you know. Yeah. And we have to pay her every week. And she wants her money. So she wants her money every week. You got to think about it. Think about how my wife is. So think about how the mother is. my mom. So, right. so right. bad she is. Right. But um, she, like, she's she's really been a big blessing mm -hmm. for our business. You know, when we weren't able to stand on our own, she was there for us. Mm. You know, it's times we, um, we pick up a truck and we don't have fuel. Oh, I remember. And she said, how much fill would you take? Like $500, you know, because she was like, wow. Right. But she's just always been there because yes. when I married my wife, you know, I asked for a mother, you know, I asked for a mother permission to like propose. Right. And she was like, wow, are you really calling for this? I was like, yeah. Right. She was like, well, what's your plan with my daughter? I said, I'm going to take care of her. You know, make sure that we build something. She was like, well, I'm going to hold you to it then. If you said it, I'm going to hold you to it. She said, but you know how my daughter is, she going to hold you to it too. Right. I was like, that, you know. So, not to go too far off topic. Yeah. So, what the process was, we, we, we used her credit to get our own insurance. Uh -huh. And something that we did is what, like a lot of box truck companies do. Um, You only need $750,000 liability insurance to start your authority. So, we had the 750 for a while. We knew brokers that would deal with us with that. So we could build up our authority a little bit before we switch to the million dollars, you know, so we could deal, deal with everybody. Right. Because we have built so many relationships. Like, that's what my wife, like, really taught me, the importance of, of relationships in this business. And, like, we have built so many relationships just by me driving or by her calling them because, you know, my work stands for itself. You know, I'm... I'm not one of them guys that's gonna be late, you know. Like they love working with me. It was right. always just professional and it was snap. Right. So you know, I tell them, hey, I got a trucking business. They're like, for real? <laughs> hey, hey, I got work for you. I got this. I got that. You know. Or my wife call. You know, everybody want to connect with the seven five seven freight queen. You know, so she's seven five seven freight queen, y'all. Everybody want to connect with her. So it was like, honestly, it blew up very, very fast. Like very fast. We went from. And this ain't a brand, you know, this is a flex for real. For real. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went from like maybe like twenty, thirty thousand a month, like hundred and fifty thousand a month. I'm like, what in the world? Mm. I said, bet this like rapper money. We, we rich, you know? <laughs> and like I said, I'm not financially responsible all the time. So right. I went off the deep end. 
Like, I was back. Jordan, Mark, Jay. Yeah, we started. Everybody don't want to hold their own authority. Okay. You know, everybody don't want their responsibility because okay. it is a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is. So I had, uh, what do we have? Like five guys that's leased on. Yeah. Then we have our trucks. So then I thought I was like, I'm going to open up KJ dispatch service because believe it or not, Mark is actually dispatched all of our trucks. Yeah. Markets with dispatch and drive. Okay. We do both. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to help him out a little bit. <laughs> like, Let me open up KJ Dispatch Services. So I decided to open that up. Because yep. I really, I don't know, we tried an outside dispatch company. I didn't too much care for it. So I felt like it was a waste of money. It is a waste of money. I don't believe, it's just me. Don't nobody go off on me. As a dispatcher, you do not deserve to get 10%. Hmm. That's just my opinion. I'm not giving you 10% of my truck. You don't pay for the field. You don't have to deal with the driver and you have to deal with maintenance. So I was like, I'll dispatch it myself. And I mm -hmm. go ahead and I charge each truck, but I charge like $400 per truck. So then I would get the outside clients and I would charge them the same thing. I would only charge them $400, just a flat rate, $400. Because again, I don't believe that a dispatcher should receive 10% yeah. of a, of the gross. I just think that's crazy. Okay. And one of the things that we do... Um, we charge our trucks too. You know, mm -hmm. like each truck pay the same thing. They pay a dispatching fee. They pay an authority fee. And you know, that's the money that goes into like a separate account, you know, to, you know, to keep us good. You know, because like if you, you know, lessons of the past, it's all about your money management. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to make it, but you know, you got to keep it. So like, that's why I said like, it was hard for me to understand that. You know, she had to teach me that because I was like, how you going to tax me in a sense? You know, I'm the owner. She was like, well, that when you in the truck, baby. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, because I charge him 15% too. Yeah, so she charged him 15%. <laughs> he's not exempt. <laughs> no, he's not. Everybody is charged at every truck. My, I have a truck. I'm right. an investor. Right. He's a driver. And I always tell people they get caught up. And I say he makes more money than me because he drives his own truck. Right. I'm an investor. Sometimes I walk away with $1,500. It's been times I have walked away with no money because my driver didn't make any money. Right. So that's how we was able to take the money and grow it. It's all about so how you and, and we kind of like along the lines of Dame Dash. I always tell people we whatever money we would get. We throw it back into oh. the business. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, anytime we get a lump sum, we throw it right back into the business because awesome. we just want to keep growing it and keep growing it, you know? Um, I mean, like, that was, like, really, like, one of our major things that really helped us. Yeah. You know, we didn't understand it. We knew why we was doing it, and sometimes it would kind of hurt for us to do it, you know? But we knew that that's what we wanted to do because right. we, we're trying to really build something here. You know? And we've set up other trucking companies. I've helped other Quite people get approved for trucks. Um, I've leased trucks out. We have done a dispatch training mm -hmm. class. Yes. Let's see. The leasing the truck part, I, I would never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would never do that again. So when you say that, you mean you're leasing like one of your trucks and you yes. out to somebody else? Yes. We let them get a truck um, up under us. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we um, did everything. Because it was actually... Um, it was actually a celebrity, you know, and um, we was like, yeah, we'll do it, you know, because my wife, you know, she's she's like, oh, yeah, this will be great for publicity. Right, right, we right, do right. This and we do that. Good name. Yeah, and I was Go like, business. but like almost immediately, we knew it won't right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we knew it, but you know, he just trying to. Yeah. I think what people fail to realize when it comes to the trucking industry, it's a great way. I love money. I'm not going to lie. It's a great <laughs> way to make lots of money, but you also have to put out money. The yeah. truck. That's a machine. That's your overhead. 
when that truck breaks down, you have to pay for it. You have to put mm-hmm. the fuel in the truck. Try you have to pay. do everything. And sometimes as an investor, we I think sometimes people forget that you get what's left over. Right. Because you have to pay your driver. I pay my drivers 25%. Yeah. My drivers are 25%. always making 25%. And you'll get what's left over right. after I pay the business back. And it's been time sometimes as an investor, you may not get anything. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes people forget that. They look at the lifestyle. Yeah. They look at maybe i don't know the numbers the videos and things of that nature mm-hmm. just automatically think oh it's a lot of money i'm gonna make a whole lot of money yeah you're gonna make a whole lot of money but you're gonna pay a whole lot of money out because just last week i had to pay out eighty six hundred dollars because my driver the what happened to the truck the uh drive shaft broke on the truck mm-hmm. and the driver was a part of the trailer was still in the highway you know like uh, it was in the street so they had to call the state trooper and in the state of Virginia, once you call the state trooper, they have this thing call. that they activate. You know, with the, the you know they gonna come, they gonna shut the interstate down, and just because the back of the trailer was like maybe ten feet in the road, maybe five feet in the road, right? End up costing us eighty eighty six. I don't even know the rest of the numbers because <laughs> all I know is when I called to pay the tow bill the next day, you know, I told the guy, I said, "Hey, I'm um, you know, I'm calling to pay the tow bill over the phone." He was like, well, you got to be here in person. I said, well, just tell you how much it is. I send the money to my like driver. Since he's $1,500, your truck you know, gets told. You know, like $1,500. All I hear that man say, $8,600. <laughs> no, no, I said, listen. <laughs> I know how my wife called you. She was CEO. She had us a type of stuff. Like, I called her. Because she know how to negotiate very well. And I was like, It was no negotiating with that. I was like, baby, they said 886 She was like, what? Okay, I'm going to call. She was like, baby, I had to pay it. I said, you had to pay it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, there's, there's no way I can even swipe my card for that much. Wow. I was like, yeah, you can take it. And a lot of people, I see a lot of people, they fall in the first year of the authority because they take you about 90 days to start making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of um, brokers won't deal with you in the first 90 days. You have no track record. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important about building relationships before you get your authority. Right. You know, because everybody, I don't know you. So what? You got insurance. You know, and truck expenses. A lot of people lose their companies because the expenses of the truck. Right. I had to pay that eighty six hundred dollars. You know, sometimes people think, "Oh, you got money." That's not my money. <laughs> no. Because I could have spent that eighty six hundred dollars, but I'll, that's why we break it down like that. We charge each truck an authority fee. We just mm-hmm. stick with that plan because at the end of the day, it makes sense. Because at the end of the day, this is our bread and butter. Like this is all it, it just go about when we first got together. This is all we have. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that it's working, you know, that is that is working right, you know. So it's like we have to be very, very disciplined in a lot of things. And and I'm getting better. I've gotten better over the last six, seven months hmm. as far as discipline. You know, I haven't been spending no money like that, you know. <laughs> I'm um, falling back a little bit. Yeah, you know why? Because now I guess maybe I'm used to it now, you know. Right. I was new money guy, so you know I, was, I mean, you know, that's how it comes, you know. But you know, I was new money. You know how new money do, you know, I I walk around the house with all my jewelry on with a robe, <laughs> listening to Drake. It's really footage of that. I was listening to Tom Bottom. It's really footage. Yeah, footage of that. You Red chains even when you in the house, huh? Yeah, yeah and, and they was all laughing. Everybody got a kick out of it. But I was real, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like trucking, before I got into trucking, I came home because I was actually locked up for seven mm-hmm. years, right? I, I got in trouble when I was... And tell them we only hire felons. Yeah, you know. Okay. Well, we don't only hire felons, but we but, but we you're hire, felon friendly. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, I actually got locked up one month after my 19th birthday. Okay. And um, I did seven years, 
So when I came home, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was like, I don't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, a friend of mine was like, well, I work for a sheetrock company. And this is why I said I don't have ego or pride, right? I was like, oh, no, I'll get another job. You know, I don't have to do that. I'll get another job. So as I'm applying for jobs, you know, my personality good enough to get the job. But when they see my record, they're like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got that you work here. Right, right, right. So, you know, my man came out. I was like, yo, you know, that job's still available. I was like, what is it? He said, sheetrock. So the way he was breaking down how you got paid, I'm like, man, what the hell is this? So I go there and they hired me. And like my first year at home, I made like $50,000, you know, just doing sheetrock. Right. And people was like, man, you got a good job. And I was like, I was like, okay. You know, because, you know, I'm a felon. And, and I took that opportunity. And while I was there, that's what I said. I, I learned how to operate everything. Mm. You know, I learned how to operate all the equipment. Um, I actually went back to college while I was there, you know. And that's why people was like, oh, man, you're good. Yo, you're a survivor. You know how to do this. And my wife was like, yeah, that's great. But let's go to the next level, you know. I was like, yeah, you're right. $50,000 a year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you start this is back yourself, in 2006. You, you know, this back in 2006 when I first come home, you know, it was people that went to college that weren't making that. Right. And, you know, and once I got my CDL, you know, they upped my pay and stuff, but they still see me as that felon. Like, no matter what I did, they still see me as that felon. So it was like a glass ceiling that I couldn't go past. Right. You know, and a lot of the guys I work used to work with, you know, we're still cool and stuff. And, and they used to laugh and joke at my at my plans and visions, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a few guys that's, that that didn't, and they're actually in trucking themselves. And they're successful, too. You know, and, um, you know, they all had apologized to me. They, like, really, they all came out and was like, yo, man, like, you were serious about what you wanted to do. They was like, I'm glad you found Angela. You know, like, like y'all really doing like I apologize for ever doubting you. Mm. I was like, boy, when they say God and the enemy and football, boy, <laughs> you know, that's some powerful words, you yeah. know. Yeah. The powerful words, you know. Like even with my wife, you know, people assume because she's a beautiful woman, that's all she has to offer. <laughs> I, I knew when I met her, she had way more to offer. I was like, I remember my first night, man, I was like, man, if I had that type of support. Who knows where I'd be in life? Right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, wow. I was like, I said, you're good. I said, you're a good woman for real. Yeah. Hmm. You know? It's a heart. It's a heart. (laughs) (laughs) My wife has a great heart. No doubt. Like, I always tell her, your heart better than a lot of people. Maybe even better than mine. And I'm like a nice guy, you know, because she's, um, she cares. You know, like she cares about everything. And sometimes I say, man, you care too much. Mm. But she can't help it. That's who she is. Because mm-hmm. you know, like, like, I babysit all my guys, my drivers. Yeah, she do. <laughs> how, how many drivers do you guys have now? Five. Per, I per, we have five trucks. Yeah, including yeah. me. I'm like the emergency guy. You're the emergency guy. Mm-hmm. You fill in. So the five trucks, you said that consists of two of your own and then three guys at least. No, five of those are out. No, it's 10 people that's on our thought. Okay, got you, got you. Okay. So 10 all together. So yeah. you're five mm-hmm. and then another five. Yeah. That's yes. leased on to you guys. That's correct. All right. Tell me tell me about the business operation. What do you what do you guys do? How do you guys uh, make your money? What's your niche? Well, I don't niche, honestly. I mean, I can honestly say we really don't have one. We do OTR, regional. Um, I pretty much taught our dispatchers how to keep our guys in a generalized area so we can like 
maximize money and minimize fuel costs mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, Can you talk about that? Like how, how you taught them to run? Like what's that generalized area look like? Okay. Well, most people that drive, does, if, if you ever drove trucks, right, um, you know the map of the, you know, the country. Yeah. And like I've been to like every state numerous times and I kind of got like a photographic memory. So I can like pretty much tell you how to get anywhere in the world. I mean, in this country, like, yeah. You can tell me where you went, and I can tell you the interstates. That's right beside you. Okay. So, um, what I do is I always tell them, you know, where east and west meet north and south. That's where the money at. You know, when we do our dispatch training, and I'm training on the map. You know, I tell them, you know, all you gotta do is pay attention to the interstates. Mm-hmm. You know, most most people don't know that north and west interstates is odd numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't think about that. They don't think that Interstate 5 is in California, Interstate 95 is on the East Coast. Mm. You know, they don't realize that East and West is even numbers. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I teach my dispatchers, look where the odd and even meet at. That's where the freight will be at. You know, let's get up from that freight area to another freight area. Why is that? Why is the freight there? Because, okay, freight flows from our side all the way like to, like, Memphis, right? Memphis is like the gateway to the West. So that's why in Virginia, it's a lot of port work because we like the end of the line or the beginning of the line, mm-hmm. however you see it. So when you're like in the middle of the country, you know what I'm saying? Like you have stuff coming from both sides, the West Coast, the East Coast. You got stuff coming from Mexico, you know? So it's like, it's, all, it's, like, it's just always going to be freight, like everywhere. It's just about, um, you know, your dedication. And, and, and like I said, just know which zone is hot at this moment. Right. So, for example, we always tell people that Florida is its own. It's, it's its own zone. It's its own area. I, I don't even consider a part of the Southeast. You know, Florida is more like um, going up north in a sense because you get great rates going in there, but nothing coming out. But unless it's fruit season, yeah, nothing. Because Florida don't produce nothing. Right. Like they don't produce nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a self crazy Florida man, you know, jokes and stuff. Like right. That. Right. But that's about it. Hey man, you got to talk about the Florida man story too. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but you know they don't really produce stuff. But when you're like in the southeast, you know, okay, places like Alabama, Mississippi, they do a lot of lumber. So if you got a flatbed guy that want to sign on, I'm gonna keep you in that area. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run you there, maybe run you up, you know, to like Chicago and stuff like that. Um, if you're a refrigerator guy, you know, I know a great route from South Carolina to Dallas that you can just keep going back and forth and you can make your money. You know, it's just all about, you know, it's it's all about building the connections, building relationships. Yeah, it's it's like it's become second nature in a sense because we done did it, you know, for so much and so right. long. I always tell people, everybody start off on a low board. Everybody do. Right. You yeah. know, that's just what you do. But once you get up there, it's all about you building the connections, building the relationships with the brokers, trying mm-hmm. to get connected to the different shippers so that you can find some type of dedicated lane. Because with us being in Virginia, believe it or not, these guys are so used to port work, they want to come home at night. Mm. So what we have done was broken it up and we get them to work Monday. It's on Sunday through Sunday Friday. Through Friday. Or Monday through Saturday. So they can, you know, in their minds, they have their weekends off. So they're home every weekend. Yes. Okay. And they all normally gross anywhere, what, seven, oh, seven to eight? Well, my, the minimum, you have. Oh, yeah. Just her minimum, y'all. 
truck has to make seven thousand dollars a week, okay? Right. Now, if you make your seven thousand on a Wednesday, hey, buddy, you can be off. I don't really give a damn what you do. Right. Um, but she's lying. If you make seven, you better push the nine. I, she, I will try to push you. To yeah, she, she she lied on that one. Motivate you to go a little bit harder. I try to be fair with my guys because one thing I do learn is that a lot of these guys are like they've been hurt. They've worked for other fleet owners, large mm-hmm. companies. It's like I get all the abused ones. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. I, it's, yep, you get the ones that'll come over and they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid, right? I'm like, yeah, you're getting paid. <laughs> Why do you don't think you're getting paid? I said, oh, the last company didn't pay me. Right. So I yeah. try to take that into consideration. That's one of the reasons why I don't pay per mile. I do percentage because I let my guys see if it's a rate confirmation. I give it to my guys because yeah. I actually want you to see how much money you're making. That way, you can take into consideration where you're going and how your how much your check would be that week. Right. I also mm-hmm. because well, one of the things we have done is to help empower our company drivers. We help them become owner operators. Mm-hmm. If you work for us for like a year, we'll help you become an owner operator. If if that's your goal, we're going to help you. Right. That's the whole point of getting your rate cons and getting you familiar with the business. You know, because that's something that we didn't experience. So we're gonna. Short, you know, you're pretty much getting what we teach. You know, you will have for the whole year because you know some people want to be owners, mm-hmm. some people don't. It's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's, it's nothing wrong with, with whichever one you decide to do. You know. And that's how we have the guys that's least on because most of them came from being company drivers. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Once I see, you know, you get to the cap of making over two thousand dollars a week, I'll pull you into the office. But hey, you never thought about giving you an accountant. Set your money. You should be your own operator. Right. I can transition you over, let you stay on to the authority, continue to push the freight through KJ Dispatch Services. Mm-hmm. You know, you still get paid, help set you up with your benefits of that nature. Because if you're making $2,000 a week, let's be honest, that's a lot of damn money. So you should own your own trucks. And you have some guys, they just like, nope, I just want to drive. Mm. That's, that's fine. All I want. Which is fine with me because they don't have all their liability. Right. Right. Now y'all see why she the CEO, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just the president of the company. <laughs> she the CEO. There we go. So, what what equipment types you guys in? All driving for all the all yeah. the trucks? Yeah, all, all, yeah. all driving. We have three trailers, and the rest is power only. We here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia is not a great power only state. Nah, uh, it's not. Like, so what do you do for power only? What, what that's you, when we got into the dredge. Mm-hmm. Okay, you talk about yeah. that. We do the dredge. Um, we actually have relationships with port companies or dredge companies around here that would like pull work for us okay because we can get them paid you know they have a lot of guys that don't want to go nowhere so if you got guys that don't want to go nowhere and you need a, some, some work for them you know you call me hey Marcus, you got you know some local work plenty of it do you want it you know what i'm saying like because my guys is going to go over the road with it so if your guy can pull it from the port and drop it at a yard, my guy gonna take it all the way to Louisville or Savannah or you know wherever, and he gonna drop it and do what he gotta do, and he gonna bring it back. Gotcha. So it's like a great, you know, it's it's like I said, it's all about connections. Like that's that's what trucking is really about. It's so so about so are the uh, are the the owner ops or the the ones that are leased on? Are they doing the drage or are they doing the over? We um they pretty much. We've had a few of them dispatch themselves because yeah. okay. they've been with yeah, us for yeah. so long. Okay. But um, I, I don't really keep like everybody in their lane. Yeah, because right. I learned my lesson. You know, I've had a guy that came from being um over the road yeah. and I was giving him port work. <laughs> he was right. off on the weekend. So when it was time to work, he was like, I'm not working today. I'm like, what do you mean you're not working today? You're going to fucking work today. Right. <laughs> he was like, no. Um, I said, this is a luxury. 
Because you're used to staying away three weeks at a time. Oh, so man. now I've brought you over <laughs> and I'm giving you the weekends off and you're still making $2,000 a week. What are you talking about? Right. So what I do is I know my guys. You know, I know exactly who I can do that with and who I just need to leave out there. Yeah. Because, you know, once you get somebody that's so used to being out there and you bring them home and they see they're still making the same amount of money. Why would you want to go back out there? Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense no, anymore. No, no. So we just... The dispatcher know who she can give the work to. Gotcha. Yeah, it's this is pretty much like maybe the niche is knowing each driver's personality yes. and what you know how they like to drive and such. And like I remember when I was on the road, you know, my wife would be so busy talking to other drivers. Yeah, I talk to my drivers. So by the time she's talking to me, she's tired. <laughs> I'm like, you're not talking to your number one driver. I'm number one. You, know, you need to talk to me. You know, she's like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I understand. I get it. Because, like, she works tirelessly at this. Like, she like she works tirelessly at this. Because it's a shortage on good drivers. Yeah. yeah. So it we is. have to constantly recruit. And you know what, though? Honestly, I'm going to change that. We ain't had a recruiter uh, in a while. They we have guys us. that come. They, they yeah. come us. They we come have us. two that just called last week that would like to come on and work. But what I do is because I don't have anywhere to place them, I use KJ Dispatch Services when I'm dispatching for other companies. I give all of my clients drivers. Okay. I don't really... When you said our niche, everything we do is just in-house. Like, I could open up a recruiting um, yeah. business. I could do uh, mentorship. She's definitely a catch. Like, like I mean, people attracted to her. And I can't just say men. You know, like, women attracted to her, too. Like, she's always, she's she's connected us with, like, trucking schools and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? I go to trucking schools. But, like I say, I give I give you drivers because I want you to keep using KJ Dispatch. <laughs> so right, we can right, dispatch right. your truck. Right. So it's make up a nice. Samantha say, Angela, my driver, quick. Don't worry about it. I have Robert. He's ready. We'll run him through our uh, compliance mm -hmm. team. He can jump in your truck. She said, Are you going to charge me? No, ma'am. Just keep paying your dispatch fee every week. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I don't know. It's about connection, it's about business. It's I, I make money with my fleet. So why am I charging you $2,000 for a driver? Right. That makes no sense to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because and he burn that bridge. You know, you might burn a bridge. Because he might something. quit. He might be a bad driver. Then yeah. you say, Angela gave no. <laughs> no, so I didn't So you give him the driver free of charge. Yes. And, they, and then they can continue to run their operation. And then yeah. obviously you can get paid for and dispatching I, them. Exactly. But if they try to be shysty, they need to realize that the driver loyalty is always with Angela. Oh yeah, now the I will say it's always with Angela. The mm. driver called me and he'd be like, "They don't treat me right over here." And I said, "Let me make a phone call." And I said, "Hey, don't do him like that." Right. <laughs> you know, and I tell him, "Just be," you know, what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, he'll leave you. Yeah. And he'll come back over here, but I don't have anywhere for him to go. Right. Right. You know what so I'm you want to keep him, keep him in the network. I just like to keep yeah. him. The in goal the is to keep him. Don't lose him to it's somewhere else outside the network. And, and we make sure that they all pay the same. So like even though we dispatch this company, you're gonna pay them what we pay our drivers. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Because it's our driver. It's your driver, but still our driver. And okay. Promise them this. So you try to enforce that to make sure that they're still comparable to what they would make. Oh no, sure. no, no. They're gonna do it. Okay. Because they're gonna listen to him. Yeah, like, they, they normally do. They they listen to him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they listen. Because to at him. the end of the day, you gotta remember, I'm married to a driver. I told you he came home with a check for five hundred dollars. And, and, <laughs> and, and that wasn't even my lowest check. <laughs> yes, and he was gone for three weeks. You know, uh, that's why I tell people at the end of the day, you're an investor. The driver makes the money. 
He's the one that's out there. He's the one that's working. He's the one that's traveling through those mountains. And even when it goes to dispatch training, yes, I do dispatch training, but I always tell my dispatcher, she said, Angela, you're so hard on me. I said, no, do you drop the truck? No, you don't. Stop sending him through those mountains because the driver knows what's best for the mm -hmm. truck. The driver knows what's best um, when it comes to anything because they are the person that's behind the wheel. Right. Yeah. So, it's, it was just like, uh, what was that last week before she sent the guy to New York? Oh, pass out. I said, like, why are you sitting over your city for I could have died. Mm -hmm. that right, that's I a tragedy right there. I said, we don't want to sleep at night because I know the road <laughs> is so narrow. No, in my mind, I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God. I'm going to hit everything. I don't want him to knock the You're tree. You're going to take in the trailer? Yeah. So. I have had some calls from some of my guys, and they'd be like, um, I don't want to talk to Angela. I'm like, why do you want to talk to Angela? I just pull up the trailer. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> in the world. Wow. Normally, if I have to, uh, Normally, answer like the first first voice and the last voice they hear. Um, I get involved when I have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know with men, sometimes a man telling you something can bother you. Right. You know, because most of us been raised by women. Right. So we know how to take orders from women. Like mm -hmm. uh, you know, first person, first teacher, your mother, and she was bossing you around as a little kid. <laughs> so some men <laughs> is just more responsive to women. Right. You know, That's the deliverance. You know, yeah. it's all about the deliverance. Yeah, because like, it's been times, you know, my husband would be like, they didn't make the lock, I got it. I'm calling, please don't call my driver. You're going to scare him away. Yeah. And they'll come, they're like, oh yeah, Marcus called me with an attitude. I was like, just disregard it. Right. Please handle your business. Don't worry about Marcus. You know, don't. Because I hold on to my standard. Yeah. I hold on to how I drive. Mm. You know, that's why, like, a lot of our drivers were people that I trained when I was with CRST. Mm -hmm. Okay. I actually went back to CRST oh, to yeah. steal drivers. Gotcha. <laughs> like, hey, I, I went back to train them. That was part of the plan. I, I, mean, I mean, that's real. <laughs> yeah. You know? I trained them, and I was like, look, eight months, I got you. Yeah. You know? And I was This mission is a hustle, okay? Every day is a hustle. Every day is a hustle. Truck and hustle. The money is out there. You just have to go get it. And you know, yeah. me and my husband did that. He went to CRSC just for the drivers. Just for the drivers. Wow. So I could net out what who would be a good driver, who would be a bad driver. And then I train you because you're a new driver on how I want you to run yeah. for me. Yeah. And CRSC ain't going to pay you a lot. So when I tell you how much I'm going to pay you, and you and you don't have to be all over the country, you want to come to me. Right. And I also um, go out and I get the guys that can't. Past the compliance, the yeah. SAP program. Mm. You know, I invest. I tell my pool, hey, I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to pay for you to take this drug class. You come work for me. We make money together. Because you know, some companies would just fire you. Oh, he failed the drug test. He can never come back. He has to go figure these things out. Mm -hmm. So I say I get all the abused ones. <laughs> <laughs> you, you rehabilitate them. Yes. You build them back up. I build them back up. I pay for them. I, they say, and you go pass. I pay for the whole class. I don't care how much. Well, you know, I put the money out there because I mean it's business. Yeah, I mean. I and I respect that, you know, because like there's a there's a huge amount of drivers who are in that category. So there's there's a lot of talent out there for lack of you know. So it's like as long as they can get themselves together, mm -hmm. you know, be rehabilitated, and get back on the right path, and not be a danger to society out there on drugs. That, well, we I mean, try to get certain ones. Yeah, you have to, you have to kind of yeah, filter gotta through. Fit. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta <laughs> definitely filter through. See what people don't realize are. Uh, Drivers in the trucking industry is like cryptocurrency. Like drivers are the currency. Right. So you want to have the 
the most currency possible. You know, sometimes you might have counterfeit bill in there, but you know, but but you want the most possible. Yeah. You know, and that's what we always tell people. Just me being able to drive has always made sure our business never fall off. Because mm-hmm. I can hit the road and go make six, seven thousand a week easily. So we ain't never gonna fall off. All, right. Always telling that, man, we ain't never gonna fall off. Right. Man, you know? But because the driver, the, that's the currency. That's, you know? that's nope. it. No. Nope. Man, you was talking earlier. Yeah. I said, you know, that's CDL. That's that golden ticket. That's a million dollar car. A lot of people don't want to drive. They want to get in an industry, but yeah. they don't want to drive the truck. Right. Well, people need to realize anything that comes easy, most of the time ain't, it ain't worth having. And you're not going to keep it because you didn't, you don't respect it because you didn't work hard to get it. So, you know, everybody wants to be in trucking, you know. And my advice is, you know, shoot for it. I don't knock nobody's dreams. But I just know, take it from somebody who had nothing and now have something, it took hard work. Right. It's a hard work. Still working hard. Still working hard. <laughs> we even when we vacation, we're still working. Yeah. You know, like we're like we're constantly working. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like we just always, you know, and you know, you know they always say, um, if you quit your forty, you know, nine to five, you know, you're gonna work more for yourself. That's so very true. you know, we're cool with that because it's a different type of work. We're working for our grandbaby, you know. We're working for our children, um, so they can have more than what you know we had. When, when, what was passed down to us? Yeah. Actually, KJ Dispatch Service is named after my son. His name is Kevin Jackson. Okay. He's in the military. He's been in for four years. He'll be getting out next year. Okay. So what I wanted to do was set this up for him so that he can transition over. Because you know the military that's structured. Yeah. You know he's you're telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. So this time when he gets out, he can drive. You have your own company. Yeah. We have, um, I just purchased my stepson a vending machine. I'm big on making sure that everybody in my household is set up with something. Maya does the nails. My, she has her nails. Well, we have yeah. a 16-year-old. You know how she's the baby of the house. So, you know, she just thinks that she can just throw your money in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. My yeah. oldest daughter, we're transitioning over. She has, um, she's not even but a home health care business. Okay. So at the end of the day, we don't just do trucking. Right. Everybody's an Everybody doing, doing their own something thing. else. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I want to make sure everybody <laughs> well, else is set up. Go and say the first I told time. my husband, going into 2022, I made sure everybody in the house was set up. I just want to be a wife. That's what I mean. I just want to be a wife. <laughs> that, that's you know, what I asking your wife, how do you balance the two? Because you got to think we spent so much time together building a business. I really, you know, people don't understand. I really haven't even got a chance to just enjoy being a wife. Right. You know, like being a wife. Like, it even took us a long time to like even be comfortable in a relationship because I was on the road for so long. <laughs> when I came home, I was a stranger. Right. You know, they, they looked at me like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my mother-in-law, you know, she actually told me one time, she was like, I think you need to be home a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, because the girls need to see you there a little bit more, your presence is. Right. And I was like, wow. Because, you know, you think... It, Kids don't even listen to you anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, I didn't know my presence was such a um, a big factor. Yeah. You know, but it is, though. It is. I, I, I didn't understand it because, you know, I had a driver like two weeks ago, his uh, daughter's birthday. She was turning eight, right? And I really had an attitude because he had just started working. He was a new driver and he, and he wanted to take off for his daughter's birthday. 
And I was like, how old is she taking? And this is going to sound kind of insensitive to people, but just hear me out. Yeah, okay? Yeah. You know, he was like, um, she turned eight. I'm like, okay. So I told him, I'm firing him. <laughs> she was like, what? I said, do you want to know why? I missed a lot of my son's birthdays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I missed a lot of my, I missed a lot of things to help us get here because of the sacrifice. I made a sacrifice. So if you were driving, you telling me how much you want to be where I'm at. You know, and you're not willing to sacrifice anything. Mm-hmm. I see, uh, I don't want to deal with you. I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to deal with you. Right. I want people that's willing to sacrifice. You know, because that's how you get the way you want to get to. That's how you live a certain life when it comes to the trucking industry. I always tell people, you it's no other way to get into the industry without owning a truck. Or having a CDL. Yeah. You got to do um, one or the other. You know, I want to try to have a CDL. That's it. That's all we get in there. Don't it? <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, I ain't going to go there. Okay. I think more so it bothers them a little bit when people say, you can get in the industry. Um, you don't have to have a truck. You know, you don't have to have all the um, liability. I feel like it's a smack in the face mm. to us who have sacrificed. You know, and to get the way we want to get to, because um, I'm gonna just say this, okay? Y'all remember back in the day when the guy used to be like, "I can teach you how to be a millionaire just like me." Remember the guy used to sell the seminar? Mm-hmm. Y'all was just making him richer, like that. He was selling you, not you know, he's selling. He made his money off of you. Right. So when people sell that. That's how even with our dispatch training. I didn't know that. We purposely uh-huh. made it hands on. Yeah. And I purposely got out of the truck to help. Uh-huh. Because I want to make sure if you come to our dispatch class to learn dispatch, you're going to learn how to fucking dispatch. It was hands on. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to just sell you a dream uh-huh. and say, hey, now you're a dispatcher. No. When you go through KJ Dispatch Training Services, you're going to be a dispatcher. You're going to know this map. Uh-huh. You're going to know these zones. You're going to, because before you even come, we ask you, what's your goal? Mm-hmm. What's your connection? If you work at um, Food Line or, you know, a grocery store, you don't know nobody in trucking. I don't even want to What makes you think you're going to be a dispatcher? <laughs> like, you I don't know nobody. The doctor in my heart won't allow me because I screen them. And I'm like, well, what do you do for them? And they say, well, I work at the grocery store. And I'm just like, oh, okay, your husband must drive. No, I just want to be a dispatcher. Uh, I was mm-hmm. like... Don't, it's not, it don't go like that. We send them to other people. Hey, you know, I was saying, maybe there's plenty of people yeah, that are, you know, with that someone else. But yeah. I've had people fly in, come all over to take the dispatch training class. And I say hands on because at the end of the day, you can't learn how to be a dispatcher by reading a book. Mm-mm. So what we do is we bring them in three days, two hours each day mm-hmm. or whatever day. I assign them to a truck. I give them a truck to actually dispatch. Yeah. I let them get on the phone, talk to the broker. I always train with low boys first. Mm-hmm. I give it to them. I say, this is your truck, 24 hours. This is a 24-hour job. You're going to get this truck. You're going to book all the loads for this truck. You're going to mm-hmm. receive all my rate confirmations, my BOLs. You're going to factor my stuff. You're going to make sure that um, my driver is paid. You're going to do everything because you're the dispatcher and you want to charge somebody 10%. Yeah. It's time to say, oh, this is a lot. I was like, well, okay. You know, you said you want to be a dispatcher. You want to be a dispatcher. Because at the end of the day, that's how I learned. Yeah. I learned by hands-on. Yep. And I will say one thing. KJ Dispatch Services took off, so thanks to everybody. That <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it this is. This year, I, I, it blew my mind because I was like, okay, we opened it up just for in-house. 
but it actually blew up the training part because people we allow people to come into our space that literally have the hands on mm-hmm. training and right. then we're giving the access to the low boys and I think it was really more so we are allowing you into our world we're giving you one of our trucks to literally dispatch yeah. they're talking to the drivers they're talking to the brokers and they're like okay some of them like it some of them like oh think I like this. And that's cool. You know, that's all you're going to know. Right. I mean, that's that's fine, you know. But with our in good conscience, we, we have to know that you know something. Or at least a, a, on a stepping stool to get to the next level. Yeah. You know, what you want to do. Even when we help people start business, you know, trucking yeah. businesses and stuff. You know, we always ask them, what's your goals? You know, what are you trying to do? Like, we actually had a last dispatcher lady that came in. After talking to her, I said, you know, you should get your own authority. She was like, you know, you're right. Because her husband drives. Yeah, because, you know, her husband drove. There's a connection. You know, and she wanted to have other people. You know, like she, because she had quit her job to become a dispatcher. Right. A lot of people do that. Yeah, a lot of people quit their jobs. <laughs> they job. They come to us. And we have felt, uh, we had a one client when we first started. But this is when we first started. She had quit her job. And my wife told me. She was like, you know, I got to quit her job. I was like, what? I said, man, so do we have to get her a job? <laughs> you know, because I didn't know. Yeah. You know? He gave her a job. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bother me at all. <laughs> it's business, you know. Right. But they would quit their jobs. Literally. They like, oh, I quit my job to become a dispatcher. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to get the truck from to get the work? Like, yeah. it, it's not that easy. That's like when people say, oh, I just went out and got my own authority. I'm just leasing people on and making money. What? They're going to mess your authority up. You yeah, know? because you don't even know these people. You're responsible still. You may not have to go out and buy that truck, but if something happens, you're responsible for it. Right. You have to pay the insurance. If that guy gets into an accident, you're responsible for mm-hmm. it. You're responsible for everything. So I just tell people, I don't know, take your time. Figure out what's best for you. Get your CDLs. Yeah. Get you a truck and make you I, some money. I definitely think that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because if not, you're an investor. And, and get you an Angela or, or, and or a Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. So, so KJ Dispatch, are these people that you train, do they work for your dispatch company also? No. Do they start their own independent? They, I set them up to make sure they're independent. I provide them with all the paperwork they need, the carrier pack is W9. I give them everything they need so they can be independently Okay. leave. So how many people work for KJ Dispatch? Is it you? It's just two. Two, okay, yep. two. Mm-hmm. And how many companies do you guys dispatch now? Oh, man. Her, we actually took everything off the desk, so it's six. Six. Six, yeah. six carriers? Yep, six okay. carriers. How many trucks all together? One per truck. One per truck, okay. Yes. Got you. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. Awesome, awesome. That's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. <laughs> it is like, a lot. That's a lot. When I see people, they're like, yeah, I dispatch 100 trucks. I'm like, how the hell do you even do that? <laughs> because you got to think about it. We it's a dispatch lot. outside carriers. Yeah. yeah. That's why we got operate to dispatch they yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then we got our own company drive. That stress my dispatcher out. Right. You know, so I let my guys, I'm like, look, this, that's why I say I give my guys, I tell them, I don't hide numbers. I just give them everything. Because at the end of the day, I want them to be comfortable. And then I don't want my dispatcher to be stressed out because she already has to work KJ Dispatch Services. Gotcha. But, and Angela don't play about KJ Dispatch Services. No, because they come for me. She do not play. They come for 757 for Queen. So okay? if you don't so do the job, I have to go in. You know what I'm she saying? Right. I have to go in. Like I'm, I don't like telling people I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I did this because it should have never been done. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. How are you able to separate the two? Like with the dis- dispatch and other people's trucks and then your trucks? Like is there any... Ever a conflict? 
Um, yeah. Sometimes. Well, yeah, well sometimes. it was one time. Oh, the Jimmy Hunt no, remember? Oh, that gosh. Was, that just happened. That came because we hired somebody out of the dispatch training class. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what happened was that I trained her and I told her, but I guess she probably just got, I don't know. It was just confused. It was probably overwhelming. She ended up booking <laughs> my client's loads under my MC number. Mm. And I said, well, I got this little thing I'm trying to steal. Right, right, right. You know, so I was like, okay. But she was a friend of mine, so she understood. Okay. So I just made, that's why I took um, anybody that's with Triple Vision Logistics away. Mark is actually handles Mm -hmm. Triple Vision Logistics trucks. And she just do KJ Dispatch. They're independent. You use their MC number and you book the loads. Right. Because it can be a lot. Yeah. You know, it can be a lot. Definitely. I don't want any more clients. You, you're good right where yeah, you're I'm at. Good, I'm good. Right? Don't need to inbox us about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. No, no. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, right. So, so you said earlier you were able to go from 7000 to building a million-dollar mm-hmm. business. So a million-dollar business in trucking, what, does, what are you guys bringing home? Because I know there's okay, a lot of people. Okay, that's have the profit. Let's yeah, talk about let's that. Talk about Ooh, profit. Let's talk about profit, Okay. <laughs> It just depends. Um, a good month where no accidents, you know, nothing like that. I mean, I don't really want to. It's it's a good it's a good month. Right, right. Out of a hundred thousand dollars. Well, it depends on how much hundred because sometimes we make like one twenty, one thirty, one forty. Um, I I know one month we made um one one month we made like one fifty and brought home ninety. You know, okay. um, then one month we might bring home fifty five. Yeah. You know, then one month you might bring home sixty. September, my whole team caught COVID. Oh wow! Um, everybody had COVID. Yeah, I was we in didn't home. bring home. We brought home thirty-five. Right. Yeah. You know, the whole team. You hear me? The whole team. Everybody <laughs> was sick. We all caught it at the same time. Yeah. My dispatcher was not sick. Yeah. So she continued to get paid through KJ Dispatch Services. You know, that's why I tell people. was sick. I was gonna say, what's the key thing that key thing that drives your performance to be able to you know make you bring home that that type of um, those type I of profits? Think with me, I would say it's keeping the guys in their region, letting them go home more. I try to get my guys to at least go home at you know we, mm-hmm. we give them weekends off. We try to keep them refreshed, keep everybody you know? happy, keep yeah, everybody keep going. Refreshed because I know. And honestly, like in the last, it's really been like the last eight nine months. Our numbers really, really kicked up. You know, Mm -hmm. like really kicked up. I was like, wow. You know, and I remember like the first time we grossed, uh, you know, like a hundred thousand in a month. Oh, the first time, yeah, I didn't believe. I was psyched. You know, I was like, baby, look at this. You know, and then we get expenses. We're like, okay, so we bought home like fifty seven. You know, I was like, this is great. Then it kept going up and up and up. We right. had to learn how to cut out like, the wow. expenses. Yeah. We were spending a lot of expenses when I said I was leasing my truck out to other people. Because, for example, if the truck breaks down, I just throw a name out there. You know, Ray, you lease the truck. But the truck broke down. He said, I don't have no money. That means I have to pay for it. Right. Because it is my truck. Yeah. So that made, you know, again, the expenses go higher and higher. So once we cut out all of that, we were able we to bring, out, bring in a lot of our money. Then because we, now, I know, like, I mean, just for example, before COVID uh, hit us in mm-hmm. August. September. We have made, um, I think we made like 120. And we was able to bring home like 80. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had really... You know, yeah. still yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't looked at um, last month numbers yet, um, because it still was like some kind of COVID effects. I don't need that type of negativity, <laughs> but um, 
you know, this one I'm really like intrigued to see what we making. But like on like on average, like on average our payroll is probably about well, about ten to fifteen thousand a week. Yeah, I'm so you know, about so 20. yeah, sometimes twenty. It just depends on how the guys running, yeah. you know. Gotcha. Um so you, you gotta figure if your payroll twenty, you know, and you got and the way we have it structured, you know, we do pretty well. We do yeah. pretty well. So we I'll say we grow to maybe about on average about sixty to seventy five thousand a month. Got you. And, and, what's, and what's your goals? I mean, you said KJ dispatch. You don't want to grow that really anymore. You know what? To be honest there. with you, she told y'all she just want to be a wife. I just want to be a wife. <laughs> right, right. But, but apparently that's not gonna happen. That's no, not time. So always trying to make me like honestly. You know, and people think, oh, she just likes to be in the spotlight. I really don't. Okay. Like, when I'm home, I like to take my wig off. <laughs> I like to be home, wrapped up in my blanket and relaxing. Because you got to think, being a CEO, it's my brain that's always working. I'm the one always. that's putting everything together. Like I said, with KJ Dispatch Services, honestly, when I opened it up, I didn't know how Triple Vision was going to take off because we had went through so much to get yeah. there. This so, was one of multiple... You know, we try to do the multiple streams of income thing. You know, so that's uh-huh. how KJ Dispatch. That was one of the factors of it too. But what we're realizing is people that want to do multiple streams of income, they're trying to make truck like as we try to kind of motivate out of trucking, <laughs> everybody was trying to motivate in it. I was like, hold on, baby. I said, maybe we need to like <laughs> stay where we at. Yeah, yeah we, I said, we we try to do other things. Whatever right. trying to do, what we doing. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Y'all got a gold mine. Y'all trying to get out. Of yeah, it. I'm, trying, I'm trying to get out. Okay, yeah. y'all sitting over here like okay, but I don't want any new clients. I really don't. I you know no. So what about triple vision? Triple vision right now. We're in the process of said, we're about to take KJ Dispatch and we're going oh. to. Start doing complete drainage. Yeah. So we're going to transform it from the dispatch service how it is right now. Doing spot for it. Explain what drainage is for somebody. Drainage is port work. Okay, drainage is you know work that comes on the containers from yeah. the ships. So what we're what we're in the process of doing is we're going to combine that company with a major company, mm-hmm. so that we can have our own access to the ports, and we're going to use their MC number to connect throughout the country. So. We're gonna be in a process where we might get on operators in Seattle to sign on to this dredge company, mm-hmm. or you know Houston. It gives us more leverage in that world because you know we look at the news, we see the shortage, we see all the containers in the water. You know we want that money too <laughs> because trucking is a trillion dollar business. Right. You know we only tap into like a million. You know, and we ain't like really. And it's a shortage that home. Um, Driving yeah. so, trailers, it's a shortage. It's a shortage of trucks. It's a shortage of driving in trailers. It's, it's a shortage of chassis for work. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you think we couldn't buy any till September of next year. Next year. Wow. So I think one of our major goals is to be multi-millionaires. So we can, so we can say we touched them. You know, we have a million in our bank account. Mm-hmm. And you know, people are like, oh, it's money, money, money. I mean, listen, guys, money made the world go round. Yeah. You know, people say money don't bring happiness. Well, then you ain't made enough of it. Because <laughs> I be happy. And I'm saying when I don't have it. Like, I'm just feeling it. Like, I'm just saying you ain't made enough of it. Right. You know? Right, right. And I have my family. Um, I'm from Memphis. Memphis is a large freight area. Yes. And what I'm doing is setting my family up. 
they're into box trucks. Like I'm just setting up everybody in my family to make sure everybody is successful. That's my thing. I just want to make sure everybody is successful. Yeah, my children sunk all the way down. That's okay, baby. Are you from the same area as uh, Young Dolph? I am from South. She went to middle school. Yep, I went to Hamilton. He went to Hamilton High. I went to Hamilton Middle. Then I transitioned over to Virginia. Okay, yeah, that was terrible. That was very. Yeah. That was because I'm he's like one of my favorite rappers too. I think he's one of everybody's like, favorite rappers. He, like, he represented that real mm-hmm. get yeah. out the mud, grind, hustle. Exactly. I'm from Memphis. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna either hustle or you're gonna get pimp or something. You're gonna pick which one you gotta do. Right. Either way, they still a hustle. Right. So pimping is a hustle. Hmm, interesting. No, pimping ain't dead. <laughs> Trust me. Nah, pimping ain't never dead. Nah, it ain't never looked bad. It just changed forms. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, know? no doubt. Because that's what these major trucking companies do to these new drivers. They pimp them. <laughs> Straight up. They the pimp them. Yeah. They pimp them. The, the Swifts, the JB Hunts. I can't really say bad about CRST because they treated me very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like, I made $200,000, $300,000, you know, yeah. with them. Like, so I can't never really talk but bad about them. But you did a lot of team driving with them all Yeah, yeah, because that was a concept. So I can't talk bad about them, yeah. you know? Well, I think with the current climate, a lot of these mega carriers are going to have to start respecting drivers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right? In order to... Because I'm going to steal their drivers. Yeah. Once it <laughs> open back up, then we can start buying more trucks. Oh, I'm, oh I'm coming for trucks. it. Mm. I'm coming for it. Mm. My goal is like 25 to 50 trucks. Got you. Because I know I can do it. Like, I just know it's nothing like the belief in yourself. And then you have a woman that believes in you too. You know? I don't want no more trucks. She don't want it because with her being a CEO, I had to tell her the other day, baby, you're not the type of CEO yet when you don't have to work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're a CEO, but you you in the grind. Right. You know, but if we build it to that level, you don't. Right. You know? But, I know, because I was like, I, mean? I go to Walmart, I can't ask for the CEO. <laughs> so why do you have this much access to me? <laughs> you know what? It doesn't make sense. I'm going to tell you, what's the famous Jay-Z line? What's the difference between the, uh, what did it say? Of the, um... Four point oh. Yeah, a four point oh by a trillion dollars. That's the difference. That's why you don't see the CEO. Oh man, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. all about I mean, like, you know, everybody's getting in trouble because of money. So for people to say, Oh, it's all about money. Yes. That's why you're trying to get a tour, aren't you? Yeah. You know, so it is about that. It is about that. You know, and I, of course I don't ever like really try to go racial, but us as black people, like, we're just tapping into this right now. And, and let's say the last maybe 10 years, but really the last five years, we just tapping into this. You know how many um, other races have been truckers for years, and they live these great lives, and they send their kids to school, they work you know, and, and, and their kids become doctors and stuff like that. You know, we didn't know about it. Right. You know, they kept us out of it. Right. So it's important for us to connect with each other. So that be a competition. I, I, I wanted to say, you know, because when I first started as a broker, there's so many brokers out there, so many African-American brokers. I don't understand why we all don't work together. You know, why aren't we working together to broker loads with all of these black carriers? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that bothers me. I'm like, dang. That's one of the, that's one of my goals in the port is um, because the ports is not our main income, right? We're going to be able to pay our guys way more yeah. than the status quo. Containers don't make And I know in the ports, it's all about word of mouth. The more drivers I get, the more powerful I become, and the more my voice becomes powerful. And the next year, I'm trying to have 
all the drivers because they're gonna be like, you know, this company pays six hundred to go to Richmond, Virginia, but these people here are paying fifteen hundred to go to Richmond, Virginia. Right. I'm going to them, and they're gonna tell their friend because it's house money. Everything that we about to do with KJ Dispatch and Dreads is gonna be house money. It's not even our main source of income. You know what I'm saying? Right. So with that, I'm trying to shake up. Yeah, have a little more flexibility system. to disrupt the disrupt the current. Yes. Yeah. You know, because I don't I don't I don't like how drivers are exploited. As you can tell, that's like kinda like my my know. general thing. Yeah. I don't like how drivers are is, is exploited. I don't like how drivers have been minimized in the industry. Even with people that don't drive or just in it, you know, they minimize drivers. Mm-hmm. Like they like they're the boss. You know, like you're not the boss. I hate to tell people. And my wife tell them all the time, you're not the boss of your truck at all. I don't care if your name on it. You're not. If you don't drive, you're not the boss. That driver is. Right. That's a fact. <laughs> He's the boss of your truck. You'll, you'll, you'll find out when he drops that trailer and, and, and leaves it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have drivers abandoning trucks, you know. Yeah. I had to drive all, all the way to Mississippi. To go yeah. pick up a truck, you yeah. know, like I mean, it happens. Oh yeah, for it sure. Happens. They will, yeah, we have. Yeah, a hundred percent. It happens. All right, y'all. Well, we've been rocking for a minute. We're gonna, bring, we're gonna bring the show to a wrap. Nah, nah, nah. You good? You good? You good? Um, we always have to leave with our final thought, right? Okay. So we're gonna let each of you do a final thought, and then lastly, you want to let everybody know where they can connect with you guys, learn more okay. about Triple Vision, and learn more about KJ Dispatch. So, ladies first. We'll start with you, Angela. Okay, final, you final can, um, well, you can start with where people can connect with you. You can connect with me at 757 Freight Queen on Instagram or Triple Vision Logistics at Instagram. You can also follow me at KJ Dispatch Service on Instagram. See, that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, but they listen and they can stop and rewind it. I guess my final thought will be, man, if you want it, you most definitely have to go get it. No doubt. That's what I was saying. I like yeah, that. I like that. Because you wanted your husband and you wanted to get him. I said I wanted yeah, a man. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a bomb on that. Drop a bomb on listen, that. I said I wanted a man. You know, I tell ladies that all the time. They're like, how do you. Girl, listen. When I talk to women that have trust, I say, you might go get you a man with a CDL. <laughs> 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 that, that make life so much easier. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. No doubt. Marcus. Um. My final word is oh, you can find me at, of course, Triple Vision Logistics mm-hmm. on Instagram. You can also find me at Truck and Blueprint on Instagram. I had to change my Instagram name so I could be a little bit more professional. Okay. But it's, it's Truck and Blueprint on, on Instagram. Okay, cool. And I just think um, my final words to anybody out there, man, like if you really want it, you know, think about how much you're willing to sacrifice for it. If you're not willing to sacrifice for it, then you probably don't want it that bad. You know? That's, so this is all about sacrifices. My favorite song is Fabulous, Sacrifice on Soul Tape 3. Mm. I listen to that song over and over again. Yes, he does. I still listen to it, <laughs> you know, because it is about sacrifice. That's a fact. I remember the days of making $79 a week driving, you know. I remember the days of missing when um, Kevin went to the Navy uh-huh. and, and, and I couldn't be at the ceremony because I'm driving. You know, I remember those days. But right now, I mean, you know, God has put us in a better season. So I'm able to be home. Mm-hmm. You know, when I leave, it's because I choose to. And um, the season that I'm in, I'm, I'm loving it. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful family. Um, you know, I get most of my wants, that, you know, these days. I have all of my needs. So the sacrifice is worth it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm finished yet, 
But I'm like the finished product, guys. Yeah. You know? Go for it. Now everybody see who it is. <laughs> <laughs> the man behind the, the man behind the man behind the woman was the man. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. This has been dope, y'all. And it's been an honor speaking yeah. to you too. Thank you. Because um, you know, we've seen you grow. Uh-huh. And I I I like the hustle. I like what you bring in to here, you know what I'm saying? Um you're definitely becoming powerful and and anything we can do He's helping to people. help push you up. Yeah. Just let us know, man. He's actually pushing us up. Yeah, and we're push him up. Yeah. Oh, and this is my homeboy's brand, Lavish Tags. I told him <laughs> he don't even know that I'm supporting him like this, but I am. He's a good guy. Dope, dope, dope. He's a good guy. You definitely want to always support small businesses, yes. black businesses, so forth and so on. Yep. Listen, this has been dope, y'all. I appreciate y'all sharing Thank your you energy, coming. your light, your story with us. Yeah. And um, I wish y'all continued success. Keep on growing. Hopefully next time we double back, it'll be 25, 50 trucks. Ooh. And you'll still have your six companies that you're dispatching. She'll still, yeah. she'll still. And, and you'll be full-time like Yeah. She'll be full-time. 25, 25, 25. <laughs> We're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, Next um, time you interview us, it's going to be in the backyard of our state. Yep, that's where we're transitioning over to now. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, that's a bet. That's yeah. a bet. Hustle fam, you know what time it is. If you smell something burning, it's only a desire. Me, Marcus, Angela, we out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.